Hello, my name is Aaron Espindola. And I'm Linda OJ. And welcome to another episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. So for our listeners tonight, um, as you might know, this podcast is for you, the young entrepreneur who might be at college or university at the moment, but thinking about your career choices. So tonight we have a perfect guest, Kayla Droog, who is a virtual assistant and business consultant based in Stratford, Ontario. Thank you for coming along, Kayla. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. All right. So for um, our viewers, would you mind just going over kind of like how you started off as being a business consultant and virtual assistant? Absolutely. So I've had a bit of a strange journey. I did the university and graduate school route, and I ended up working in the arts and culture field for several years. And I realized um about five years ago that maybe the entrepreneurial route was going to be a better fit for me. And based on the administrative and customer service background that I had from all my other job experience, virtual assisting seemed like a great fit. You get to work at home in your PJs, but still support lots of businesses and get things done. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Working at home in your PJs. I I like that idea. So, um, what um, did you say you went to university? Yes. So I have an undergraduate degree from Memorial University of Newfoundland, and I have a master's degree from the University of Toronto. And do you think that having a degree helped you in the first part of your career, the bit you changed from, or does it help you have more credibility in, in the business that you're operating now? Well, it definitely helped me in the career that I got into before. Uh, That was one where you needed a little bit of a professional qualification to get in there. But I think in the entrepreneurial world, it's more about the skills that you have and the people skills that you have. So yes, I have kind of that administration, that foundation, but those are things that you can get another way if there's a different route that works better for you. So just so that I could understand it better, you help um, individuals or small businesses kind of jumpstart their companies and all that, right? Um, yeah. So virtual assistants are something that have existed before COVID, but have become bigger now that everyone has realized that people can work remotely and it can work. You still get things done. And uh, so what I do is I help small businesses and solo business owners get more organized. I take the tasks off their plate that they don't necessarily have time to do, kind of those day-to-day tasks that eat up all of their time and prevent them from actually doing the things they started their business in the first place to do. And they sometimes don't have that time to focus on growing their business or developing new products or services. So having someone in to give you that support and be a partner for you in your business can help you have the time to grow and get back to the things that you love. 
Hey, Erin, I think you need that kind of help with your business because you're in the fashion business, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the fashion business, but I'm not really into fashion, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. It's a, uh, it's really tough when I'm making new clothes, like new designs. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> and and taking care of the things you've just you just hit the nail on the head, Kayla. Like in my early days of building my first business. I had to do everything myself and then that took off and then the Small Business Greens Network took off. And so I've been using um, a friend that I've known for many, many years who was um, changed careers and she's actually based in the UK. So it works great for me that she does the kind of work that I, I haven't got time for anymore. Uh, I know her though. So most of your clients, do they know you? Have they met you or how do they find you? That's a great question. So definitely referrals and word of mouth bring people in. Um, so I have a network of, of friends and businesses that I know that, that like to kind of elbow people and say, hey, I know this person who might be a good fit for you because I know you're struggling a little bit. Um, but also social media, Instagram, Facebook groups. Um, it's all about being proactive and connecting people in a helpful way not a salesy way and just letting them know that you're there for support if they need it what is what are some recommendations that you can give to our viewers something that you see your clients do a lot um maybe starting their own small business maybe something that's really common that they kind of oversee or overlook um is there any like type of tips that you can give our viewers sure so uh, i would say Definitely be patient. Building a business takes time. So I'm not necessarily going to recommend hiring a virtual assistant if you're just starting out and you don't have enough money coming in to pay yourself. It's something that you would look to bring on in more of a scaling phase of your business. But in terms of the services that I provide, for example, one of the things I offer is email management. And... Sometimes people think, I don't really need someone to manage my email inbox. That doesn't seem like something worth investing in. But if you have 30,000 unread emails in your inbox, A, you're going to feel overwhelmed and guilty every time you open that thing up. And B, you're missing out on opportunities. You want to go clean all those emails up and make sure you're not missing out on potential clients who've been trying to get in touch with you and think that your customer service isn't great. Oh, wow. That was a good question, Erin, and, and that's a really good point to make. Um, do you think that, you know, if anybody's listening now who's thinking about going to college or university and listening to your story and other, other guests we've come on, it's very like, um, yes, I've been to college or university, but I'm doing something different, or I didn't really need the degree for my business. Do you really, truly think it's worthwhile today thinking about getting that degree because I think it opens doors. I would agree. I, I definitely, you know, I don't think I would have done anything differently because if I had done one step in the journey differently, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So everything kind of fit together. Even, even the things that weren't what I wanted them to be led me in the direction of where I am now. And I think you learn a lot about yourself and the world around you going to college or university and you learn a lot of skills that 
aren't necessarily listed on your transcripts or or anything like that. So it's it's just good experience and and good to get that foundation. And then, like you said, it does open doors and and it is something that people look for, even if they say they don't. And I'm sorry if I miss this, but what did you go to school for? Like the your undergrad, um, like what industry or field were you studying? And then what did you study in your master's program? That's a great question. And this is an example of, um, it's less important what your degree is in and more important just having one. Um, my undergraduate degree is in history. So I learned a lot about writing and research and connecting ideas and asking questions. And my master's degree is from the Faculty of Information at the University of Toronto. Okay. And I guess these, these ones, um, going through this helped you decide to, that you want to like help small businesses kind of by doing like all the research behind it. Cause I know I, my friend's an English major and he loves doing research and like just finding articles and all that. And he, that's something that he wouldn't have known if he didn't take that program. But it's interesting that you start off in one, um, one field and then you move on to other things. So. Absolutely. I think that these days people are starting to realize that you don't have to be locked into one field or one industry or one company for the rest of your life. And that's okay. And everything is a learning experience that helps you with the next thing. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Um, I guess my thought is how do you juggle your clients? Because you must have more than one client, otherwise it's not going to work. So how do you manage to put the timetable together so you're looking after each of your clients in a, in a different way? Um, that's a great question. So what's nice is that I am lucky enough to have a group of clients where uh, I have a certain number of hours that I'm working for them per week or specific projects that I'm working on. And I can set my own hours a little bit in terms of when I get those tasks done. Um, so I would say that if you're looking to start a business where you're working with multiple clients, my recommendation to you is get some sort of project management software like Trello or Asana and plan everything out so that nothing gets missed and block out block out your calendar so group similar tasks together so if i'm doing email management for multiple clients i'm going to be checking everyone's inboxes between say 8 a.m and 10 a.m and then i'm going to move on to a different type of task after that so i stay in kind of a similar mindset as i'm working through the different types of work throughout the day so i guess you have to be organized <laughs> Absolutely, have to be organized. <laughs> we're, we're not very organized, are we, Aaron? <laughs> I love that. I love that you brought up the uh, the email and missing uh, clients because that actually happened to me um, like a year back. I had uh, multiple ads on different sites, and then I didn't. I forgot to check Kijiji because that's where we do um, some of them. And I had like a list of like 20 clients just messaging me and I'm just like, oh God, it's too late now to try to reach out. But I ended up reaching out, but they already had their service like um, with someone else. So, so it's really important. So anyone that's listening, if you have clients, make sure you check in on other, your emails. So um, Caleb, for anybody who's listening, whether they're, you know, still studying college, university, you know, working towards that degree, or if they're thinking about 
not doing that at all, but just starting a business similar to yours or different to yours, what are three things that you could share with them that you've you've actually, you know, learned from being a business owner? Um, probably that you're not going to get rich quick. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not going to get rich quick. It's It's a long game. So you have to be patient and you have to be willing to do the work. It's starting a business is not you know, traveling to Bali and spending 20 minutes a day on your laptop on the beach and having money rolling in. I'm sorry if that's what you're hoping it's going to be. It's not. <laughs> if you're willing to to put the work in and be patient, um, I also recommend getting some sort of mentor or support system in whatever field you're looking to get into, it's so important to have like-minded people that you can bounce ideas off of and get information from. There are so many different training programs out there now for different types of businesses and in different industries, and I recommend checking them out. But do your research. This, this is from a historian. Do your research and make sure that you are investing in something that's going to get you where you want to go and that you're getting the right mentorship and the right network going. That's some really good advice. Um, one question I want uh, or have actually is for other people that are trying to do, um, I guess, their own business or just trying to market the, their services, Do you, um, how important does social media play uh, in your role, like in your industry? I don't love social media, but it is a necessary evil of owning a business. And uh, I would say that um, it can be a great tool to get clients. It's also a great tool to get awareness and credibility because yes, people are gonna look at reviews and testimonials and things like that, but people will also check your social media and see how active you are and, and what sort of engagement you get and what sorts of things you're doing regularly. and they're going to use that to gauge whether you're a good personality fit for them. So you definitely, you know, you can pick one or two platforms and just start with that and just be consistent and build that up. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and do absolutely everything, but you have to do something just to, to build that foundation and, um, Definitely one important piece of advice for that because coming up with social media content is hard for so many of us. Just do something done is better than perfect. It's it's really good advice. So what do you think, Karen? Yeah, I think um, managing like social media is one of those like necessary evils, like she was saying. Uh, you just have to do it. And I know sometimes you're not going to have the right or enough content to do it, but just making sure that you post consistently. I know I've kind of been guilty of not doing that and just kind of having, cause I, I run a, a multiple different pages. So we're just balancing it out and making sure that your schedules like properly put so that you can actually have those content go in um, is really important as well. I think you can actually do that on Facebook creator studio though, or creator suite if I'm correct. So anyone that's listening, if you guys want to schedule, Social media content, that'd be a great tool to use as well. And there are some other great um, programs that you can get 
especially if you want to schedule out and plan out your Instagram ahead of time. So there's later and there's Planoly and there's some other ones as well. And some of them have free basic accounts. So you don't have to break the bank when you're just starting out. I feel like I should be getting sponsorship for all of these programs that I've mentioned. Um, but yeah, I would say the, the advice is to, to post every day. And if that's stressing you out, pick a number that's actually reasonable for you. Is it once a week? Is it three times a week? And start with that so that you can get consistent without panicking about it all the time. And I promise that you have more content and more things that you can talk about than you think you do. You know, Kayla, you've given us a lot of food for thought and our listeners, you know, will really be um, digging in and saying, well, which bit applies to me? But sadly, um, I always say goodbye first and then obviously we give our guest a chance to say goodbye at the end. But I know Aaron always likes to say a message that I always forget to say, don't you, Aaron? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Just for anyone that's listening or viewers on YouTube, just make sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, make sure to follow us on our Instagram account, which is the Next Gen Business Podcast. If you want to be a guest on one of the episodes, just make sure to send us a DM on Instagram. Or we also have a website where you can send uh, fill out a form and then we can get set up and have you uh, be featured on one of our episodes. But it's going to be a goodbye from me as well. <laughs> And Kayla, it's been absolutely lovely listening to you. Would you like to just share um, how we can reach you before you say a lovely goodbye to us? Absolutely. So if you'd like to connect with me, you can reach me at my website, which is kayladrug.com. I'm on Instagram. Please forgive the fact that I'm rebranding and transitioning my Instagram right now. I promise it'll be all shiny soon. And uh, the rest of my contact information is on my website. Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.